in uh, six, month, six months or so since you left Fox, how have you been personally and how does it compare to the time when you left MSNBC in terms of its emotional impact on you? Well, I've been fired. You know, this is not the first time I've been fired. And I think in our business, when you work for a big company in media and, you know, you say what you think, there's an expectation that you could get fired. So um, I've always had that. And I've always tried to take the long view, not just on media, but on life. Mm. All graves go unvisited in the end. I always think that. And uh, so I, I, I was I was surprised. I didn't you know, expect to get fired that morning at all in uh, April. Um, so I was shocked, but I wasn't really shocked. And I wasn't mad. It's not my company. Oh, and when you work oh, for man. someone else, that person uh -huh. reserves the right and, in fact, has inherently the right to decide whether you work there or not. And um, I don't know why I was fired. I really don't. Uh, I'm not angry about it. Uh, you can believe me or not, but I think you can feel that I'm not. Um, and, you know, I wish Fox well. I think you're mad. There was, you know, ugly, leaking, you know, I'm a racist or whatever. They leaked or someone there leaked to the New York Times, but I, that's not true. And I think the people who run the company know that's not true. I actually don't think they did it. Um, and I'm not mad about it. And I've been I've been happy. So okay, you have not been happy. All right. <laughs> so he's trying to make it like it's no big deal. I was fired. I mean, I'm I'm Twitter, right? So I'm doing great. Which is a pretty smart answer, I think, saying that you're not mad and that you know you're not upset because that would mean that. You haven't lost anything from being fired from Fox, which he has. And that would mean, hey, I'm doing so successful at Twitter that it doesn't really matter that I was fired from Fox. But that's not the truth, as we already spoke about his influence and all that. He's burning mad. The fact that you don't hear it in his voice, he did sound extremely calm, is not uh, a reason to say that he's not mad. I mean, you're in media. You're on television day in, day out. You are a great actor, all right? The same way he was able to dramatize things that Shouldn't have been dramatized. Some some things I took issue with and ways that he got mad about issues that I thought were so irrelevant, specific things. Um, he was able to get mad there. He was able to keep his voice calm when he wants to give off that tone uh, and his feelings about being fired from Fox. But he said he doesn't know the reason why he was fired. Now, he obviously believes the reason is because he was controversial. I think the factor... The main factor for why he was fired was his opinion on the Ukraine war and us funding that war. And that got the corporations and the establishment of Washington really mad. And they reached out to Fox. you got to get rid of this guy. Because Tucker was saying that we should not be sending money to Ukraine. And he had a very fair point. Uh, we are sending more money and more military equipment than is any neighboring country of Ukraine in Europe. Why are we giving more than they are? And the simple answer is because the corporations that manufacture these military equipments and the weapons, they got a lot of money when we send military weapons to Ukraine because they got to build new ones for our military. And what happens is these corporations, on the left and on the right, they always love going into war and spending money on military equipment because then the corporations make money, and then they, the corporations give a lot of money to their campaign to help them get elected, and they also believe they give the money under the table probably, or pretty much absolutely, <laughs> many, many politicians, uh, and specifically one, Lindsey Graham, is a Republican politician. He gets a lot of greasy oil money 
from the corporations that manufacture these weapons because he's the one Republican that's always yelling, we got to go out and fight a war. Actually has a uh, southern accent, which I can't copy. So, yeah, can't imitate that. Anyways, uh, one more cut of Tucker because I think it's important. Uh, in that interview, he did mention something that is newsworthy. Uh, the fact that he did an interview with some a big security person, I think at the Capitol, we'll hear what he says there, about how the FBI had secret FBI agents in plainclothes uniform, right? They didn't go around like they were FBI agents in the crowd, and they were involved in the insurrection at the Capitol, which made it look worse for Trump than it was, and a lot of people were saying that they believed that was the case, and that the insurrection was started by the FBI and the Capitol Police because they wanted this to happen. Nancy Pelosi, who was in charge of the security of the Capitol, wanted it to look bad for Trump on January 6th. I, until now, believe that it was Antifa colluding with Nancy Pelosi. Antifa was at the Capitol on January 6th, and they have a record of attacking federal buildings and property. They did that in the summer of 2020. So if they were there, I'd say they incited, and then some bad Apple Trump supporters followed in their lead. Anyways, here is Tucker talking about the interview that he had that never managed to make it to the ear on Fox because he was fired before he was able to hear that interview. And then once we're on the topic of Ukraine, which we mentioned right before this, I want you to hear my analysis Right when the war began, the Friday after the invasion took place on Sean Hannity's show, I was saying, and I think even before Tucker Carlson was saying that we shouldn't be involved in this war, you can hear the full call after this cut, and then we'll play another call, which took place today on a show talking about crime in the country going rampant. If you want to tune into those things, you can hang on. Uh, I'm not going to be giving commentary on that. We'll just play those two calls, one with Hannity, one with Amber somebody, I don't even know, some Sunday show on WCBM Baltimore, which is a pretty good station. But anyways, here is Tucker talking about the FBI being involved in the insurrection on January 6th. As I watched this happen on television in the subsequent weeks, the U.S. law enforcement or military agencies had anything to do with it. That never crossed my mind. I never thought there was, there was a false flag or anything like that. I'm not a conspiracist by temperament. I never thought that. Um, and then I interviewed the chief of the Capitol Police, Stephen Sund. And an interview was never aired on Fox, by the way. I was fired before it could air. Um, I, I'm going to interview him again. But Stephen Sund was the totally non-political, worked for Nancy Pelosi. I mean, this is not some right-wing activist. He was the chief of the Capitol Police on January 6th. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, that guy was filled with federal agents. What? Yes. Well, he would know, of course, because he was in charge of security at the site. So it has passed. Now it's been two and a half years. It becomes really obvious that core claims they made about January 6th were lies. And my view about events and about people is if you catch someone telling a lie about one thing, wow. the first question wow. you have is what else are you lying about? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so you'd wonder why was the FBI having undercover guys at the Capitol during the insurrection. Now, you could say it's because they wanted to be on site to help secure the Capitol, but uh, they weren't doing that. 
you know, these undercover agents were going in, just walking them along with the other rioters at the Capitol, and they weren't stopping them. You didn't see any of that, or you'd see the footage of them holding down rioters that entered the Capitol. They didn't do any of that. They were just there to make it look bad for Trump. And if they were just there to secure the Capitol, right, when people started claiming that the FBI was there undercover and it was true and the reason was only because they wanted to be there for security purposes, then the FBI would have come out and said, yes, we were at the Capitol on January 6th. A lot of those people that you saw in the Capitol were undercover FBI agents, and they were just there to be able to keep tabs and uh, have some control of the situation. Or if it got too much out of control, which it didn't, you didn't have people dying right and left, right? Then they would have stepped in. But they didn't say that because that's not the case. And they were just there to make it look bad for Trump. And they still don't want to admit that there were FBI agents that were undercover at the Capitol because that would mean that a lot of the people that entered the Capitol on January 6th weren't Trump supporters. They were undercover FBI agents. Now, my belief still is that it was Antifa, but whatever. We're not going to get into that whole thing uh, because, you know, they had a record of attacking federal buildings and property, and they were there at the Capitol. So if you're blaming anybody for inciting the insurrection, blame Antifa. I do think that you should listen to the call that I had about murders and how you get rid of that problem in the United States, which I think the way you get rid of that issue is by amputating the legs and hands of any murderer, anybody that kills anybody. You amputate their hands and their legs. You put them on the shelf for the rest of their life. Don't just bring back the death sentence. A lot of people are like, we've got to bring back death sentences. A lot of these people that want to commit the murders, they don't care about their lives. They don't mind dying. But they sure would mind being on a shelf without hands and legs for the rest of their lives. That's what you got to do. And it's a controversial stance to have, but I do believe. And you want to hear that. Anyways, uh, here is me on Sean Hannity's show uh, a year and a half, a year ago. Yeah, a year, a little more than a year ago, talking about, which I was proven right, the war in Ukraine right after the insurrection occurred. Very important things. I think it proves that I was right all along. I said, we got to capitulate. Anyways, here it is. Oh, skip a little bit. Paul Laura this week celebrating 100 years. How are you? Yeah, Sean, thanks for taking the call. It's great to talk with you. Um, I don't understand why we're going to put sanctions on Russia now. It's a little late in the game, and I don't see that we're going to accomplish anything with this because okay, let me pause for a second. Going to All right, so basically at that point in time, the invasion occurred, and some sanctions were then put at Russia. Uh, because they invaded, and Joe Biden said, if you invade them, we're going to put sanctions, we're going to do something, but if you don't do anything, we're not going to do anything. If you do a small uh, inc incursion, it doesn't matter. Anyways, they invaded, he put some sanctions, and the conservatives are saying, you got to put more sanctions on Putin, instead of saying, hey, just give, give up on this war, because Putin's going to win it anyway, he's not withdrawing from Ukraine. Put more sanctions, which is not helpful. That's what Sean Hannity believed in, that's what we had an argument over, here we go further. To withdraw from Ukraine, he's already in there. And even a week ago, we wouldn't have withdrawn if we would have put sanctions in them because the entire world was certain that he was going to invade. And, Joe, and uh, Putin is not going to show that he's weak and that he's afraid of Joe Biden. Even I wouldn't show that I'm afraid of Joe Biden. Who would want to show that? But if we would have put sanctions on Putin a couple of months ago, right when he put those soldiers on the border of Ukraine, if we would have, would have put sanctions then I think he would have pulled back a week later and said that he was practicing, there would have been no shame on his part. But now we're not going to accomplish anything. He's going to continue invading Ukraine and we're just going to have more deaths. So I think that Joe Biden should come out and tell President Zelensky to stand down and hand the country over to Putin so that 
that way we at least have less deaths than we already have right now. And the next time that Putin starts to go up after the, the, the bottom line is it's, it's total capitulation. It, what the sanctions I was that saying that because be to of course we send money Russia to Ukraine. We gotta fight Putin. And Joe Biden is not willing to take no. the step necessary. Okay. That we're losing the war anyway. Capitulate on Putin. and save and lives. That pain yes. is Cut. half his economy, and he's not willing to buck his own radical climate alarmist cult. Uh, members, the, the new Green Dealers in, in the Democratic Socialist Party. And as a result, but you are now in a weakening position in terms of any negotiating or any sanctions we put in place, because it, it doesn't matter. He still has his oil money. He still has his natural gas money. He's still getting richer as a result of all this. It, there's no impact at all on Putin, no consequences whatsoever. Yeah, but do you think that Putin is going to withdraw from Ukraine if we put no. sanctions on him with the oil? No, no, I don't. Accomplish with that. I, I, I don't, but I'm looking at other territorial ambitions he might have. I'm looking so at the Baltic, for example. So then we should put the sanctions on Russia when we see him starting to go after Poland, that right at the beginning. We don't wait until he's about to invade, because if we put the sanctions on him now, Putin knows that we're not going to take any more action other than sanctions. So if we put the sanctions on him now, he gets Ukraine. No, but the president would well, Poland. Not that I necessarily believe Joe's capable of it, or I'm not even sure NATO's willing to do what's necessary. There's already been pushback from countries like Italy and Germany and, and others. They'd, they'd rather just turn a blind eye to it because it's, they, they're so addicted to Putin for energy, the lifeblood of their economies, and they'd rather just ignore it and put their heads in the sand. That is a very dangerous posture. But once you get to the Baltics, now we're talking about NATO allies. Ukraine is not a NATO ally. And Article 5, that agreement says an attack against one is an attack against all. Now, the... But did Joe Biden mean it when he said that he's going to stand by that commitment? Because that would mean a full-on war, NATO versus Russia, and whatever allies Putin is able to show to his side. And that would be We're war in Europe, win. and that would be... All right, everybody. So that was Sean Hannity with a disagreement I had with him. Two days after the invasion occurred of Russia invading Ukraine, I said, let's capitulate. We're not going to win this war. Stupid stuff, everybody. Let's get out of this. Save lives. Stop spending all this money. Don't put more sanctions on, on Russia when it's going to hurt our economy also, right? It's not just like it's going to only hurt Putin and he's going to feel it. We're also feeling it. Gas prices went up because of the sanctions. And prices in general, it had an absolute effect. Uh, and that was my belief on the situation. Now, by the way, Sean Hannity talking about Tucker, he was the show right after Tucker, his biggest competition on Fox News was Tucker Carlson. Tucker was right above Sean Hannity in terms of the viewership. And Sean Hannity, so Tucker would finish the show, he'd hand it over to Hannity, say, hey, Hannity's here taking the show from me for the 9 o'clock hour or something along those lines. And Sean hated hated Tucker. I, I was able to hear it in the voice because Tucker's way younger than Sean, and he got way more viewers. And Sean was was pretty much number one for like two years after Bill O'Reilly left, and then Tucker got way more views than Sean Hannity, so he's happy that Tucker left. Now, he actually gave a statement saying that he, he's not happy that Tucker left, saying that it doesn't help him 
he thinks that when everybody does well, it helps everybody. Ah, blah, blah, blah. He was so excited. He was dancing in his pants when Tucker was fired from Fox. I can guarantee you that. We're not going to play the cut of the call I had in this show. We're going to play the next one about murders. Get rid of that. Stop it. Hey, stop the murders. Enforce the laws.